Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3. Time now for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. As always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares climbed at the open today, tracking overnight gains on Wall Street. In early trade, the SDI up 0.5% to reach 3,158 points after some 48 million securities changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The STI up 0.97% and we're looking at 3,173 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1.24 billion. The gainers outnumbered losers 325 versus 257. Top five movers by value, we've got here DBS, Singtel, Capricor, OCBC and SIA. Heavily traded securities included C-Trim, Marco Polo Marine and Aspen. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have DBS. The bank said it will merge its equity capital markets, brokerage DBS Vickers and DBS Digital Exchange with its treasury markets business starting from March. Now, elsewhere from Meta announcing its first dividend to China's central bank, adding 150 billion yuan in cheap housing funds. More international headlines in focus. Joining me on the line is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sian Sunny. Welcome. Hi, Tian Thanks for having me back on the show. Great to have you on board. And let's start uh, with the Singapore stock market as usual. How has the STI had so far? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers, say uh, the REITs that announced the DPUs earlier? Okay, so STI ended on a high today, definitely. Saw you reporting just now. We are up more than 30 points, more than 1%, tracking the Wall Street rally that happened overnight. And STI also managed to close for a second consecutive positive week rising 0.74% after the 0.23% gains that we saw last week. On the biggest mover, one of them that caught my eye was the Fraser Logistics and Commercial Trust, which was up more than 3% at one point today after they announced their fiscal Q1 occupancy rates uh, reached above 95% and recorded positive rental reversion. On the capital land ascenders read, their DPU for the six months ended 31st December split 6.1% to 7.44 cents. Mm. Although their gross revenue grew by 11% and net property income was up, more than 4% to 514 million Sing dollars. This was offset by the higher interest expenses amid the rising interest rate environment uh, last year. And for Parkway Life, it can be a totally different story. It is a totally different story with their second half DPU rising 2.1% to 7.48 cents, helped by their recent uh, nursing home acquisition. Their top line revenue also grew by 4.7% mm. and net property income was up by 4.8% to Sing dollars 69 million. So a bit of a mixed picture here. Depending on the geographical exposure of the REIT, with interest expense still a concern. Right. And let's zoom in on DBS, Sunny, very quickly. The bank will merge some of its functions equity, capital markets, DBS Vickers, DBS Digital Exchange with the Treasury markets business starting from March. How have investors reacted? I think looking at the share price today, 
of DBS, the investors generally take this as a positive news. Looking at the share price, we are up about 39 cents today, more than one point, well, more than one percent, 1.23 percent to 32 dollars and 22 cents. One of the biggest single day gains we see since December 2023. So this merger will likely help DBS have greater synergy among its equities trading, brokerage, and capital markets department. This will also help DBS stay competitive among the influx of low cost online brokers that we saw in recent years coming into the Singapore market and also the challenging and slowing IPO market that we have been observing. Right. Uh, across the region, Sunny, let's take a look at China. PBOC stepping up support for the property sector, providing 150 billion yuan worth of low-cost funds for lending to housing and infrastructure projects last month. Now, again, there's the question on confidence. Is it enough to spur confidence? What is taking officials so long to nip the problem in the bud? Of course, it's more complex than we think, right? Yes, definitely a complex matter over here. So this 150 billion yuan worth of low-cost funding uh, is actually part of the PSL program or what we call the Pledged uh, Supplemental Lending Program, part of PBOC. It was seen by the market as an important tool for China to support the economy and mitigate the impact of the worst property downturn on record. So this low-cost loan were meant for China policy banks to lend to projects to help elevate the decline in the property construction activities, thereby hoping to increase consumer confidence. But some points to note here, this PSL program, right, did inject 350 billion yuan in December last year, which was the largest since November 2022. So this additional 150 billion yuan is actually a smaller calculated move or calibration. And it may also take some time for the effects to be felt on the credit and economic front as construction projects take time to launch and complete. And with the recent liquidation order issued to China Evergrande Group by the Hong Kong courts, dealing another blow to investors' confidence and, of course, home buyers as well, I think the signals are telling us that we are still far from over this China housing crisis. Well, far from over. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Sunny So Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at SIAS. Well, uh, from what's happening in China, Sunny, let's take a look at the US. A better picture there, Meta, Amazon saw stock prices soaring by a combined 270 billion US dollars in after-hours trading. Investors cheering their cost-cutting measures. Now, if we look at Meta, nearly 20 years since Facebook started, it issued its first dividend. Looking at those developments in totality, how sustainable do you foresee the recent optimism to be? I think the optimism that we see in the tech and AI sector will likely continue this year and may even flow to other sectors in the market. Because as we look at the macro and fundamental data on the economic front, right, we still see the employment market, uh, the consumer spending still going very strong. Data like the non-farm payroll, the CPI data, the retail sales numbers, and of course last week later we have the latest GDP reading in the US as well, all points to a slowdown in growth, not a meltdown. So the cost-cutting measures or the retrenchment headline that we see is actually just a function of the market, the market diverting human capital and resources to other parts of the economy, to other companies. So overall, we are not seeing a drop in the number of people being hired or in employment. We are seeing a slowdown in the growth of uh, job openings. So it's not negative growth and US economy is still very strong according to this data. Companies and household budget are also still very healthy. So no major impact likely on consumer spending and so this optimism that we see will likely uh, still be sustained going forward. Right, and let's talk about the high-profile dispute between uh, TikTok and Universal. Um, Sunny, TikTok users no longer be able to use or create videos with songs from Taylor Swift and other Universal Music Group artists. Negotiations between 
Universal and TikTok have collapsed. Now, who do you think is at the losing end of the field discussions? I think this field discussion, the biggest loser is of, of course us, the consumer, as I will not be able to be listen to my favorite Taylor Swift songs while, late, while learning her latest dance moves. So I think this disagreement between them is definitely uh, universal. Do not see TikTok a powerful reach of over a billion users as a promotional tool for their artist's work giving their mm. artists free promotion on their work. So in this case, uh, if the consumer were to switch the platform, so I'm going to watch uh, Instagram and YouTube now to learn all these dance moves, then TikTok might be on the losing end of this field discussion. Wow, you've really caught me off guard. I didn't expect you to, to talk about Taylor Swift and learning all that dance moves. Uh, but I've got about one minute to go. Um, Sunny, we've got the non-farm payrolls coming out of the US. Uh, very quickly, any thoughts on the matter? What are you expecting? I think we are still going to see a positive growth number. It may be slowing down. I have not checked on the latest consensus yet, but I think that it will still be a positive number. That is why uh, we see Jerome Powell uh, in the in the latest uh, meeting or announcement saying that we are not likely to see a rate cut in March because the fundamentals of, of the economy is still very strong. So uh, he's trying to tell the market that we are not going to see any rate cut soon because the data that they are seeing or their data that they see coming in are still coming in very strong for the U.S. economy. Right, lots to watch indeed. Thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at CIAS. Thank you very much for joining us as always. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.